This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Belqis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and in the region. Ladies and gentlemen, it is finally, finally <laughs> Thursday. It's been a very long week, a very hot week. Yes. It seems like everywhere in the world it's snowing except right here. Tell me about it. It's definitely our favorite day of the week. I come on Thursdays with like a big white smile on my face because I know the next few days we get to sleep in. <laughs> Yes, 100%. But we're talking today, ladies and gentlemen, about Bahrain. And how it's the first Gulf nation to adopt a COVID-19 vaccine passport. Now, we've been looking at this for the past couple of months now that at mm-hmm. one time, at one point in life, we will all need a COVID-19 vaccine passport. Yes, indeed. And the best part about it is that it is completely digital. Coming up on the show as well, we're talking all about what's happening in space because the European Space Agency has plans to involve more women and disabled women in their application for astronaut roles. Yes, and today we're also talking with an Emirati techpreneur and the founder and CEO of Tekellem Online Counseling, Counseling, which is an award-winning online counseling platform for mental well-being. And we'll be having a live Zoom interview with Khawla Hamad. Yes, indeed. Khawla is going to be telling us all about the importance of trusting online therapy. Nowadays, with the COVID-19 pandemic, yes. everything has been shifting online. But can online therapy provide us with the same benefits that in-person therapy can provide us with? And will it be the future of therapy as well? Yes, very excited to talk about this as I am very big on mental health and mental well-being. We're going to take a short break but when we come back we're talking about a passport but not any passport the COVID-19 passport Pulse 95 Daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world. I think this has got to be the news that we've always been waiting for. We first were waiting for the COVID-19 vaccine, but I think anyone who is a fan of traveling will definitely be happy to hear that Bahrain has officially become the first Gulf nation to adopt the COVID-19 vaccine passport. We've seen similar technology taking place in Denmark and Sweden. However, this is the first time we see a Gulf nation actually making this become a reality. Yes, a digital vaccine passport that acts as a proof of immunization against COVID-19 for its carrier was launched in Bahrain yesterday, making it the first Gulf country to adopt the policy. Now, the country's Be Aware app will update a user's immunity status two weeks after receiving both doses of the vaccine, allowing for the time it does take for antibodies to develop and offer protection against the coronavirus. Now, we were looking at this as something inevitable. It yes. was going to happen. Khalas, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it reaches a point where COVID, uh, we, everyone wants to get done with COVID. We're True. tired of COVID. So for a reason and a way to kind of uh, get people that. excited yeah. about COVID and say, hey, if you have a COVID-19 uh, vaccine passport and you're vaccinated, you can go one, two, three, four. You can do this. You can do, you can do that. And I believe a lot of countries are making it easier for people who do have a vaccine to go up and about. Absolutely. And especially because, you know, it's good enough to take the COVID-19 vaccine. But how do you prove it? You know, when you're traveling from one country to the other. And how can you actually showcase what type of vaccine have you taken? Now, in Bahrain, residents have a choice.
release of four different vaccines. You have the Sinopharm, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, as well as the Sputnik. But once you are actually fully inoculated, you've got your both doses. You also waited that two to three weeks period after the second dose until you got the antibodies. Your app will go ahead and present a green COVID-19 vaccinated mm. shield. This is the color everyone wants to see on mm. their app, whether it was al Husun app right here in the UAE or the Be Aware app mm. in Bahrain. Now, funny enough, a year ago, we were talking about China and yes. how China was having that green QR code. QR code. The QR code, but not if you were vaccinated, if you were corona-free. Yeah. And now we're looking at, thankfully, thank God, alhamdulillah, we now have the <laughs> vaccine. So we're looking at that next step and say, hey, listen, I am vaccinated. Now, similar programs are under development in Sweden and Denmark and are scheduled to launch shortly. Now, the passport would have to be accepted and recognized worldwide before it can be used as a travel stamp, allowing crossing into other nations without the need to quarantine. But Bahrain's program could open safe travel around the GCC. Now, obviously, internationally, that is the goal. But in the beginning, I think us as a Gulf country, the whole GCC regionally, having that passport among us would make it easier for people to travel to Saudi Arabia, come back, Bahrain, uh, Kuwait. There's a lot of countries that... As again, I think the farthest country I think is Saudi Arabia with like four hours or three yeah. hours. So, I mean, having this as a vicinity for us and having that passport, number one, it does open uh, ways the doors for the do- travel again. Travel. Comfortable travel. Yeah, again. not even regionally and internationally as well. Yes. And for those of you who are wondering what this digital passport will be dependent on, just like we've seen with the COVID 19 precautionary apps and to make sure that we are maintaining social distancing, the, vac- the digital vaccine will also have a QR code code that will be linked to Bahrain's National Vaccine Register. So this will allow authorities to check the status of an app user and make sure that they did indeed get that vaccine. Now, some international travel is likely to require proof of inoculation against COVID-19. And that's why, as you've mentioned, honey, we're still waiting on every country to adopt a digital vaccine passport so that whenever you're walking around, you have a proof that you've gotten vaccinated in your digital wallet. And this may just help open up the hospitality Mm -hmm. sector once again. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, after taking the vaccine, a lot of people have now a peace of mind. Now they're just like, oh, okay, I'm ready now. I'm good to go. So We still have to maintain all of the precautionary measures. Yes. Yeah, but, but obviously yeah. you do have a lower percentage now of getting yes. COVID-19, which is always good. May the odds always be against us <laughs> when it does come to COVID-19. But ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't got vaccinated, go to your nearest uh, provider right here in the UAE and see what you can do. Book an appointment if it does require one and get vaccinated. The easier, the quicker we get vaccinated and all of us in the UAE get vac- vaccinated, the easier we do come back to life. And one of the countries to look at is New Zealand, for example. New yes. Zealand, they did all the precautionary preventive measures. And now I think they get like three COVID cases every couple of months now yeah. so and we're definitely on uh, we're on, on the right path we're on the right path right here in the UAE almost half of the population right here in the UAE has gotten vaccinated so far so yeah I mean there is an initiative by March to have 50% of the of the population vaccinated so if you haven't got that vaccine go and get it now we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back ladies and gentlemen we're talking about the European Space Agency and how it does women and disabled will apply for astronaut roles you're listening to pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. 
the European Space Agency does hope women and disabled will apply for astronaut roles and just another way for uh, the astronaut type of profession becoming easier and easier, not only for people right here in the UAE and in the region, but also for women and disabled people. Now, the European Space Agency, ECA, is hoping to enlist physically disabled astronauts as it does launch its first recruitment drive in more than a decade. Now, I love that the UAE has already been the first to actually encourage women to become more involved in the space sector and in the tech sector in general. We've always seen men dominating these fields, but women are finally making their mark. And hopefully in the second National Astronauts Program right here in the UAE, we will see the first Emirati woman astronaut making it to the moon or even the International Space Station. But the European Space Agency is taking a little bit of a different route because they also want to encourage those who are disabled. So they're planning to recruit between four and six career astronauts with about 20 people in a pool of reserve astronauts who could go to the surface of the moon if these plans go just like they're scheduled. Yes, applicants will need to be fluent in English and one another one other language with a strong scientific background is also a prerequisite. Uh, yes. Now, the vacancy does run from March 31st all the way to May 28th. After that, the six-stage selection process will start and is expected to be completed by October of 2022. Now, it just goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, that there is opportunities for everyone right here mm-hmm. in the world. Now, 65 of those 560 people who have gone into space have been women. Of those 65... 50, 51 were American and the ESA has only sent two women into space and is now trying to readdress the imbalance. Yes, and those selected for this mission will be embarking on research to the International Space Station but there are plans that they might go a little bit further in the next 5 to 10 years with the moon being a possible destination. It's going to be great to see women astronauts making it to the International Space Station or even the moon. Now the initial missions as I've mentioned will be to the International National Space Station, but the core objective would be to try and find different uh, opportunities out there in space. A lot of people have been saying that excellent astronauts have been women in the past, and I have no doubt that the upcoming uh, generation of women will just be as phenomenal in exploring the space sector. Yes, I'm very excited to see what the ESA does have in store for us and the space sector in general. We've been seeing since 2020 and I believe the end of 2019, a lot of good things are happening to the space sector with us, whether it's right here in the UAE or the European Space Agency or even NASA. It seems like we are going one step closer to maybe even going back on the moon. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we have a very special interview. Yes, we're going to be speaking to an Emirati techpreneur, Khawla Hamad, who's going to be telling us all about her brand new online counseling platform that has been a lifeline for many of those who have been struggling in silence during the COVID-19 pandemic. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? It goes without saying that the COVID-19 pandemic has changed how the world works. You know, everything from health services to going to the supermarket to the way we live our lives, everything has been affected. On top of all of this, with social distancing and the quarantine period that, you know, if you have COVID-19, you've been at home. If Mm -hmm. you have been a part of the lockdown, you've been at home. And this has all 
caused a lot of people to suffer with their mental health. That's why now more than ever, being able to access an online mental health platform is very important. Joining us today is Khawla Hamad, an Emirati techpreneur who is also the founder of the well-known Takellam online counseling platform. Thank you so much for joining us today, Khawla. Thank you, Omnia, for having me. It's a great pleasure to be with you and Hani and uh, honored to be on your show. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Now, let's kickstart the conversation by asking you, how can the platform actually match patients with the treatment that fits him or her best? Sure. So this is a great question, Hani. Um, so with with online therapy, uh, it's basically a way for um, individuals to seek therapy in general, but through the internet. This mm. could be through uh, video calls, audio calls, or text messaging. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to make it more convenient, private, and accessible. And so for those who are not familiar with how therapy works, if mm. I'm new to therapy and I would like some guidance, mm-hmm. I would go through a small through a small assessment or a questionnaire where I fill in my details, mm. I fill in what I'm looking for, my needs, my preferences, and then the system would suggest those who match uh, the needs of mm-hmm. the uh, person. Um, and that's how it's done, basically. Now, a lot of people may be wondering, is online therapy just as good as in-person therapy? Because in the past, you know, there was a lot of there's a lot of stigma around telecommunicate teleconsultations mm-hmm. and telehealth. But with COVID-19, we've seen it being pushed to the forefront because of maintaining social distancing. So in your opinion, is the patient getting the same care and the same quality with online therapy? Another great question. So basically, so the whole idea with the stigma, like, you know, uh, Omnia, and so it's, it's when you say mental health and therapy, the first thing that at least come to my mind is the typical traditional uh, lounge chair <laughs> with a therapist looking at you and trying awkwardly to get you to talk. Yes. And um, so this is, has been the case for a very long time. And it has a very, very negative image in mm. our community and society. So with online therapy, this is changing mm. slowly mm. because you want to make it in a way that's more approachable, mm-hmm. more inviting. You can yes. be talking from the comfort of your own home and, you know, sharing more through choosing an anonymous option. Yes. Like you don't even have to reveal your identity to make it more private so you can you know, talk freely mm. and uh, comfortably. That's yes. a so great feature. Does, mm. Yeah. And it does it does help in a lot of things, including like, you know, it's, it's inconvenient to go to in-person therapy and um, it's a waste of, like, you know, you waste your yeah, time yeah. going commuting. And mm. um, so it's just logistically also is very difficult for a lot of people. So having a solution that's flexible, you can do it from anywhere, uh, convenient, private, and affordable as well is, is very, very important. Yep. And online therapy has been, you know, answering to all of these uh, points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I believe regardless of the COVID-19 pandemic, let's look at that at a different angle. Uh, some people just don't want to get out of their home when they're in that depressive state, and they just want someone to talk to without feeling judged. I mean, uh, I do believe that if someone is in a depressive state, they don't feel like getting up and, you know, True. getting ready and going and uh, kind of having that human to human interaction face to face in real life. So having this type of median to go and talk to someone in the comfort of your own home, 
and uh, kind of kind of have no fear of judgment because again like you mentioned Khawla you can have that anonymous type of feature as well absolutely uh, Khawla a question comes to mind as well with online therapy is the fact that you can also do it remotely is that right so if someone let's say right. has a trip somewhere I mean with COVID-19 not many trips are taking place but <laughs> if someone you know had to travel back home and got stuck somewhere uh, and couldn't go back to let's say to the country where they see their therapist in online therapy could be the answer to that as well 100% it could be done from anywhere at any time at any place and that's the beauty of it because it's accessible um, you know and there's another feature actually Hani that if if you're depressed you don't feel like getting out of your house yeah. you also don't feel like talking right yeah so you might as well text your therapist so you don't even have to talk to them so it can so be over that, chat uh, Texting, yes, like a chat, uh, messages where mm. you just talk uh, for the whole session and then, you know, gradually, hopefully, uh, things get uh, better. Hopefully. That's great to know. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, we're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're going to jump into more about mental health and how important it is with the COVID-19 pandemic. And regardless, without it, keep Pulse95 locked because we're going to be right back. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? During the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown right here in the UAE, many people had different opinions when it came on how they dealt with the lockdown. Some people truly enjoyed that time alone. It gave them a chance to really be with their thoughts and understand what their goals and ambitions are, while other people had to come face to face with their own demons to deal with issues that they may have put on the back burner for quite some time. And mental health is something that has luckily during 2020 become a lot easier to talk about. But this is exactly why today we're talking all about online therapy and how beneficial it could be for everyone. Joining us is an Emirati techpreneur, Khawla Hamad, who is the CEO of Takellam Online Counseling, an award-winning online counseling platform for mental well-being. It's been a great honor to get to talk to you today, Khawla. Likewise, Omnia. Thank you for having me again. Khawla, uh, Takellam Online Counseling is a website, so it's not based on an application. But many people are wondering what languages is it able to provide help with? Can you walk us through the platform? Right. So the idea is to make it as um, customizable and as personalized as possible with the diversity of languages, nationalities, specialties. So at the moment, the platform itself is offered in both languages, Arabic and English. Mm -hmm. But we have, in terms of languages spoken by the counselors, there is more than 10 languages uh, today, including Arabic, English, Russian, Spanish, French, and a Mm -hmm. lot more. Mm -hmm. So having this diversity is important to us to be able to cater to all type of um, uh, languages and nationalities. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, I want to go and talk about uh, how the stigma could be when it does come to mental health and mental awareness and talking to a therapist, especially in our type of uh, society. Uh, What do you think someone can do to kind of uh, get out of that stigma or try to make it more acceptable in our society? Right. This is a great point, Hani. And uh, like Omnia said, luckily, going through the pandemic, we had seen so much awareness that has been created around mental health and why is mental health important and 
looking at the way forward even after COVID, uh, there is a mental health crisis coming up, right? So mm. to be able to keep up with this uh, uh, in, the fu- in the near future and uh, to put together a plan uh, and measures to, to deal with it, it's important to start looking at mental health uh, differently. Mm. So, so previously, it's been something that hasn't been discussed. It's like a taboo. And if you say mental health, Uh, oh, someone is like either crazy or, you know, has like really a severe illness. Yes. Well, in reality, it's really just a matter of uh, educating individuals to tell them that mental health re- not, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are mentally ill, but it yeah. means that you can be as productive as an individual in your community. You know how to cope with uh, uh, daily life stresses, whether it's anxiety, burnout, uh, diff- difficult situations. So it's just finding a way to unlock your potential and um, having a healthy state of mind, uh, just like you go for Uh, you know, regular physical checkups. Yes. You go for regular <laughs> mental health checkups. So that's the idea. I mean, 100%. This is something that needs to be brought to light. Especially, I do believe that that a lot of Arab men do deal with this problem, and men in general, and the male dominant, and the male and, and males in general. So I'm glad that this we have a type of platform like this, especially because we do have online and we do have anonymous. Right. And again, uh, there's so many languages that we can use uh, to contact one another. And again, it just reminds me to a point where I have a friend who studied in Romania mm. and he came back here to the UAE for a break and he was uh, kind of having uh, FaceTimes with his therapist. He was wow. video calling his therapist for an hour or two hours a day. And uh, he does say that it does make him better even though he's over that time of his life and he does feel better about it. So I do believe that uh, if you're going through, th- through something, you need to seek medical and professional help. Absolutely. Correct. And uh, when you were talking about it, Khawla, it reminded me of a quote I read once uh, that people who actually seek mental health therapy are trying to recover from other people's issues who never actually sought help for what they were projecting on other people's lives. So it just goes to show that it's not shameful and it's not bad to go and see someone and seek help for it which brings me to another point that many people may be wondering about whenever we're talking about online therapy which is privacy people are sharing their problems they're opening their hearts they're being vulnerable which can be extremely difficult how is privacy maintained on such a platform Okay, that's another great question. So basically, it's think about it. It's just as in per, as just as like um, in-person therapy, but the whole idea is just to communicate virtually. Mm. So anything that happens between the counselor or the therapist and the individual stays obviously mm. between them and um, according to their uh, conduct and to their ethical practice, they they keep that confidential. Mm-hmm. And with with online counseling, given the uh, flexibility of having everything anonymous, there isn't really anything that you know you should worry about. It's mm-hmm. not like you're walking into a clinic mm-hmm. or um, an office to give them all your you know paperwork and start opening a file <laughs> and uh, your photo and whatever they ask for. So it's really really private, and that's the whole idea is to ease people into the whole idea of seeking therapy rather than like you know uh, being ashamed and mm. being uncomfortable walking in and out of um, an office or a clinic you can do it privately where everything is secured and mm. everything is confidential 
from the customer from the comfort of your own home. What details will the website ask you for once you log in to Takellam Online? So what information do you have to give it to be able to see so a therapist? Just, yeah, so just it'll be your email, mm. your name or nickname, and you can go ahead. That's it, nothing else. That's it. <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> so no account as is needed. <laughs> No account, like you could create an account yeah. and this will be easier for you to um, mm. to uh, maintain the relationship with the counselor you've seen to, uh, you know, to uh, to track the progress, to see when to book your next session with the same counselor, different counselor. It's just a way to track your, your journey on the platform. Mm. But in terms of, uh, you know, personal details, that's not the intent here to, you know, to gather data or anything like that. It's how easy is the person's journey on the platform. Yeah. That's what matters. Now, again, I do believe the more ease of access it is, the more people that will willingly uh, not feel ashamed to go in again, number one. And I do believe a lot of people, especially in real life, they kind of feel like, oh, my God, I have to go in my car and go. Especially, let's say, for example, mm-hmm. if it's a little bit far away from yeah. where they live traffic etc it starts to feel like it's such it's a, a burden it's a burden <laughs> yes so, yes <laughs> so i i do feel like online is the next step whether it's uh for telehealth online schools etc uh, I, I education is and 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 mental health is very important as well so we're seeing how Online is making a lot of things easier. Absolutely. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about the future of online therapy. Will it be just there for a phase of time until COVID-19 leaves our lives? And what should we expect in the future? If you have any questions for Khawla Hamad, make sure you send them in at 4215 Duart or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. 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 Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? I always get excited when we're talking about mental health and mental well-being as I'm a big advocate for for being good enough with your health and being healthy. You know, there's a difference between being physically healthy and being mentally healthy, and they need to both equal out to each other. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we had an interview with Khawla Hamad, who is the CEO of Takellam Online Counseling, which is an award-winning online counseling platform for mental well-being and we've been having a great conversation with her and I can tell you this is going to be one of my favorite interviews <laughs> I've done I mean I've always even coming the days coming up to yes. talking to Khawla I was really excited because again I'm a big advocate for mental health absolutely especially when we have mental health you know diving in deep into yes. uh, technology as well and incorporating both into one world Khawla thanks a lot for joining us once again and a question comes to mind since your platform was actually born during the COVID-19 pandemic. What inspired you to create it and what were you aiming to achieve through it? Right. So it was actually prior to the COVID pandemic mm-hmm. and it was right before things like, you know, the lockdown started and things hit hit us real. So um, my inspiration really comes from a personal experience. Like you guys, I talk openly about it. I'm not stigmatized by it. And I'm not ashamed to say that I once wanted to seek uh, therapy. Mm -hmm. And it was just an inconvenience for me. It was hard to kind of reschedule my whole day around it to take a lot of time out of my uh, daily plans to just make it 
to a 40 minutes or 60 minutes session mm -hmm. on a weekly basis where it shouldn't be this difficult. So I looked everywhere for an easy way to do it. And every time I would call a clinic or anyone asking them, do you, do you offer more of a flexible approach to mm -hmm. therapy? They say, no, we don't do that. Yeah. But like, it shouldn't be this difficult. I mean, this is established elsewhere. So why don't we have it here? So this is where it came from. And then the deeper I started digging into the problem with the research around the, uh, you know, the whole region, the, the UAE has the highest percentage in terms of depression and, and, and anxiety in the whole MENA region. Mm. Oh, wow. So that's, um, that's something hasn't like been addressed mm. or has been neglected for a very long time long time yeah. and should be you know looked at seriously uh, moving forward and then luckily the you know not luckily luckily for us because it did raise awareness about mental health yeah. the pandemic came and you know people realized how bad it is uh you know just uh, overlooking the idea of keeping mentally uh healthy and um you know your mental health in check and mm -hmm. uh ensuring that you are coping with this very, very difficult situation and, you know, just, uh, you know, being yeah. open to the idea. Absolutely. Now, when we're looking at uh, mental health, especially going to a psychiatrist or a therapist, we do see that how sometimes it's a little bit too expensive and overpriced. Yes. I mean, a lot of sessions I was looking at, maybe 2,500 to 4,000 dirhams, uh, I think it was for two hours or three hours. I mean, that's a big chunk of money. And not a lot of people have that type of money to go and they even see it as wasteful. Yes, I was just going to say, and people think like, yeah. why am I going to go spend this much yeah. to go talk to someone? They forget about the fact that this someone will be giving yes. them behavioral strategies, ways to get through mm. what they're going through. Especially for younger adults as well. I don't know any 18-year-old who had 4000 to go and put on a psychiatrist <laughs> or, or a therapist. So having this platform that, number one, is affordable. Number two, it's online and you're in the safety and comfort of your own home. And flexibility. I feel like online counseling or online learning, whatever it is, online is the future even after COVID-19. Absolutely. Khawla, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the price point? So how is the price range uh, on the platform with Takenlam online counseling? So the idea is comparable to what is currently provided, um, you know, offline. Yeah. yeah. Like Hani was saying, it's it's pricey, and you guys are aware of it. And you know, it comes with this whole um, admin cost and over overhead cost that the clinic or the center would end up factoring into the price of the uh, session mm. and falls on the individual. So online counseling makes it easier because everything is done. Uh, on the platform from scheduling, from uh, managing payments, managing uh, timing, calendar, etc. So this makes it easier on the counselor to kind of re-look into the price. And so the prices would really range between 40 uh, US dollars, which is around 100, uh, 140 dirhams, mm -hmm. up to like 600 dirhams, that's like the highest end. But our aim is to keep it in the range of 350 which okay, is more affordable. reasonable for yeah or more reasonable for a lot of people um who you know would like to seek uh, help but you know they can't keep up with the um high prices absolutely uh Khawla, where do you see online therapy going in the next 10 years 
Yeah. Honestly, I think it's already disrupting the way traditional therapy is mm-hmm. because like I said that the whole old-fashioned lounge, you know, sitting in a, in a room <laughs> with a therapist and it needs to be reinvented because you have technology you can do everything with technology nowadays and um you know at the moment it's just a way of communicating it's a way of facilitating through a platform however there's so much you can do with technology making sure like you know the potential of accuracy in terms of progress tracking accuracy in terms of assessment accuracy in terms of diagnosis yes. All of that can be done through AI and machine learning. Mm. And then obviously moving forward, you can see a lot can be done also with VR, augmented reality and others. So there's so much you can do with technology when it comes to mental health. And it's just a matter of time to, to get to that place and mm. reach the maximum results and effectiveness of the services. Again, uh, I do believe that it is the future and I do believe that a lot of people should go and seek uh, therapy because sometimes someone does want to go and talk to a person. But the thing that we're missing is that a lot of people might have biased opinions when it does come to a certain situation you're in. And that's where a therapist does come in with an unbiased opinion. So I think it's very important. Thank you so much, Khawla, for shedding light onto this situation. Takalam.ae is the platform if you want to go ahead and check it out. It's spelled T-A-K-A-L-A-M dot A-E. It's available for everyone, no matter where you live. Khawla Hamad, techpreneur, Emirati techpreneur and the CEO of Takalam.ae. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely being with you, Omnia and Tani. Have a wonderful weekend. The pleasure is all ours. Thank you. But ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. (laughs) Very exciting day. I mean, I'm so happy it's Thursday. It's been a long week. Yes. It is hot, but I mean, (laughs) that. thankfully we do have AC. Yes, indeed. Lots is in store right here on Pulse95 because coming up from 4 to 5 p.m., you have Mikhail Atiyah coming in with Afternoon Karak, giving you the well-known weekend recommendations. What movies and shows you should be tuning into? This weekend, you can catch that on their show. We'll catch them again, same time, same place on Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m. Only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.